0: As Dr. Taylor mentioned, we're starting a new series today. And the title of that new series is Supporting Cast. And so, what we're really looking at is profiles of Bible characters that uh, are not generally viewed as prime-time players. We're not going to be looking at uh, Adam or Abraham or Moses and Joshua. We're not looking at uh, men like uh, the Apostle Paul or John, but men and women who play an important role in the Old Testament and the New Testament as God is fulfilling his plan here on this earth through them. They are men and women that maybe you know, men and women that might not uh, be known real well, and others are downright obscure. But each has a story, an important story. You and I have a story. And we need to realize that God not only uses those who might be up on the stage, who are speaking or teaching or singing or playing, but God uses us all. And so all of us are unique. All of us are special to God. All of us have, uh, you know, issues that God has to work in and through. Not all the people that we're going to talk about are heroes. But they're individuals, just like you and me, who have a story about how God can use us. And so today, before we actually look at Zacchaeus, that we little man, we want to each week just kind of thank God for those who are in a supporting role here at this church. And so today, I want to thank and I want to recognize our media ministry, our tech crew. These are the individuals, believe me, that might not be up front all the time, but every Sunday morning when we have prayer early in the morning for our service, and even before we come out here to uh, the worship service, we are praying for these tech people and media people because they play such an important role. These are the individuals who run the cameras. These are the individuals who do the sound. These are the individuals who do the lighting. These are the individuals who do the videos. These are the individuals who take care of TV and live stream and radio. And I can tell you this, we on the ministry team thank God for each and every one of them. And so we want you to uh, think about this as we think about the media, the, the uh, tech crew. At the end of every movie, you know, you, you know who are the prime players, but then there's all the list of people who've made it happen. We want you to see that list today. really do thank God for them. And you might not even know, uh, you saw their names, some of them you might know, others you might not recognize, but they are individuals who make these services happen. These are the individuals who even during the times where we were not meeting in person, ministry continued because God was using all of these men and women to make it happen. So thank you. Well, today I wanna look at uh, Zacchaeus. We looked at Zacchaeus a few uh, months ago, really, probably about six weeks ago, and uh, used Zacchaeus as an example of generosity. We're not gonna talk about that today, but what we focused on then was this, that God saved him and uh, really uh, took uh, Zacchaeus from uh, being a greedy person to being a gracious and generous person. He was that kind of example to us. But today I've entitled this message, Lost and Found. And I want to uh, read the passage to you once again. It's found in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 19. And I'm going to read the first 10 verses. The key verse to this, of course, is verse 10. And that really is the verse where Jesus takes the story of Zacchaeus and focuses on his mission statement. And his mission statement is this, that Jesus came to this earth to seek and to save that which is lost. Zacchaeus is the example of a person who is clearly a sinner and who is lost, and Jesus found him and rescued him. And so beginning in verse 1, Luke chapter 19, here's what we read. He entered Jericho and was passing through. That's talking about Jesus here. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus uh, was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he, Zacchaeus, hurried and came down and received him, Jesus, joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold." And here's the, really the two key verses that I want you to grab hold of in understanding Zacchaeus. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. And then verse 10, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, I don't know whether or not you've ever lost anything. I, I seem to uh, lose more and more things as I get older. And uh, I go searching for whatever I've lost. Maybe some of you have lost things that are really important to you, and, and so you go and search for the object that you've lost. Maybe you've even called to uh, stores that you've been in, and you've asked, do you have a, uh, you know, a... Uh, office where people bring the things that are lost, a lost and found office. Have you ever had to go seek something at a lost and found? Well, I'm sure all of us have lost something somewhere along the line, and we've searched for it if it's really important to us. We've also, I'm sure, thought of times where, you know, we've uh, heard at least on TV, maybe we've been involved personally, for a search and rescue where someone has been lost, maybe in an environment that's really not very conducive to survival, and so we even send in experts, people who have been trained in search and rescue. And our hope is that that person is found. And found alive. There's nothing worse, even when watching TV, when you hear that it has gone from search and rescue to search and recovery, where the person is assumed now not to be alive. It's a sad thing to hear. And every once in a while, we hear a story where they've gone from search and rescue to search and recovery, and in the recovery process, they found the person, and it seems like it's a miracle they're still alive. And so Zacchaeus was lost. And Jesus was that search and rescue team that came to find him, to search for him, to rescue him, to save him. That's what the story really is all about. And reading even this week, uh, I found uh, a little article, and the article uh, had the U.S. Coast Guard search and rescue team motto. You know what that is? Here's the motto. Always ready that others may live. That should be our motto, shouldn't it? Because if Jesus tells us that that his mission here on this earth was to seek and to save that which was lost, we as his followers should have the same mission. And so really, why do we then exist? Well, maybe that motto should be ours in, in that we are always, or should be, always ready that others may live. And so that's really the story here then about Zacchaeus. The passage is about a seeking savior. It's about a savior who sought a lost person to save him and give him the mission statement. So realize this, that Zacchaeus was a small man and maybe not the most important person in the New Testament even, but realize this, that Jesus, in giving his mission statement, uses Zacchaeus as the example of a person who is lost so that he can teach all of the people that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. So verse 10 makes the story of Zacchaeus even more important. And so what do we need to know about Zacchaeus? Well, when we think about lost and and found here, uh, I think of Mark chapter 8 and verse 36. And It's not talking about Zacchaeus, but you're familiar with the verse. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? That's a good verse for a study of Zacchaeus as well. And so here's what I want you to know about Zacchaeus. First of all, we need to know this, that Zacchaeus was challenged vertically. And so we mentioned that before, that we don't want to just call him a wee little man like the song does, but he was vertically challenged. He was short. Now, can you imagine being known for your height, your stature, your weight, or something like that. Oh, here's Zacchaeus. He he's a short guy. That's true. Here, we're all known by something. I was talking to a, a parent the other day, and and uh, you know this is true that as our kids get older, we lose our identity. It's not. Oh, this is George Miller. It's. Jason Miller's dad or Nathan Miller's dad or Jessica Miller's dad, we lose our identity and our identity becomes almost the identity of our kids. Now, thank God when those kids aren't an embarrassment to us. But here's Zacchaeus, so he's a short guy. The second thing I want us to know about Zacchaeus is this, that he was curious, and so in verse three, where we read, he was seeking to see Who Jesus was so he was seeking and searching for something really we don't know what he was seeking and searching for it doesn't necessarily mean that he knew who Jesus was and he was seeking salvation but he was missing something in his life and so he was searching for it and seeking to fulfill something that was missing in his life that's true of everyone they, they might not realize that they're looking for Jesus, but deep down inside, when you don't have Jesus, you're missing something. And so here's Zacchaeus, and, and I think just like many people, he might not have known what he was really missing, what he was really searching for, but God knew exactly what he needed. And so here's an individual who was curious. And so he climbed up in this sycamore tree. R.C. Sproul has a whole message on why was he in a tree. And he starts off by saying, well, the tree was there. Sometimes people see a tree, they have to climb the tree. You, You realize that most men don't climb trees normally. People would laugh at us if us, we men especially, just were out there climbing trees like we were just young kids. I love to watch people who have who cut down trees and do it not with these cherry pickers but they actually climb the tree. That's amazing. Well, he, he was curious and I always ask myself this when I read this, here's a lost person. That's not an argument in the text. He, he comes to uh, see who Jesus is and he has to climb a tree. Well, the scripture does tell us that he climbed the tree because he needed some kind of an advantage visually to see Jesus. But when I look at that, I ask myself this, no one argues when Jesus talks about, or when people talk about him being lost and a sinner. I I always wonder this, why didn't those who were true followers of Jesus help Zacchaeus get up to the front of the line? Why didn't they help him so that he didn't even have to climb a tree? He didn't have to because they realized that he needed Jesus. And come on, Zacchaeus, get right up front. That probably should have happened. Well, I want you to notice that not only was uh, he curious here, um, but also he was corrupt. He he was uh, condemned. The story is about how Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost, and Zacchaeus is an example of a lost person. He, he was an individual who, notice, in uh, verse 2, was the chief tax collector. That wasn't a job that people envied. He was corrupt. He stole from people, in essence. He was rich, because he would get a commission on all of uh, the taxes that he collected, and the more taxes he collected, the richer he got. So he was corrupt. Therefore, he was hated. The followers, uh, many of the people then, looked at him and said, well, why is Jesus going to his house? He's a sinner. But I want you to notice, Jesus never argued that. He never said, no, he's not a sinner. Don't be so hard on him. I think he chose Zacchaeus because he wanted everyone to realize that he was truly lost, truly corrupt, truly hated by people. In fact, even the rabbis of the day would would teach that uh, associating yourself with a tax collector was to make yourself unclean. And so there was no argument. Zacchaeus was lost. Zacchaeus was a sinner. Well, the fourth thing I want you to note uh, today is is this: that uh, Zacchaeus was given a command. He was commanded. Notice verse five: Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must. Notice how important this is. Notice how urgent it is, how necessary it is. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And then verse six tells us the reply of Zacchaeus. So he hurried and came down and received Jesus, notice, joyfully. And so he was commanded. Jesus is the finder of the lost. If you're here today and you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you, you need to realize that Jesus sought you out. We, we can look at all of our, the events in our human lives and say, well, here's how our salvation came about and so forth, and God used people, but let's realize it was God who sought us. It's not because we're so smart that we sought him. He was seeking the lost, which all of us were, and he found us. And so here, he uh, gives this uh, command, and uh, Zacchaeus responds, and he comes down, and he receives Jesus joyfully. And so I think it's interesting here that not only he was joyful, but even in verse 7, and when they saw it, they grumbled. No. People grumbling? No. Do you ever wonder who's grumbling, though? Maybe it was the Pharisees. Maybe it was the Sadducees. Maybe it was the Jewish religious leaders. You know what? I would not be surprised, however, if it was even the followers of Jesus. Grumbling and fussing, you see. Because unfortunately, even we, who are followers of Jesus, can get caught up in grumbling and fussing about all kinds of things. Here, they're grumbling because of what Jesus is doing. Well, I want you to notice number five is this, that we need to know this, that he was converted. He was convicted. He makes this confession. He turned away from sin uh, in repentance, and he turned to Christ in faith. I want you to notice verse eight, it says this. And Zacchaeus stood... Most commentaries make a point of this issue that he stood, not because he was short and, and, and Jesus couldn't see him, but he stood probably in reverence and in awe of who Jesus really was. And, and it says this now, verse 8, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, he's speaking to Jesus, he says this, Behold, Lord. See, he's accepting, not just you know somebody else thinks he's the lord he thinks he's now lord he believes and then of course the key is in verse 9 when we read this today salvation came to your house well that conversion led to change and a commitment there's a dramatic change here in this account and we we read about it in verse 8 there's restitution for uh, fold, uh, not the Old Testament, uh, full restitution and 20% of what you stole, according to uh, Leviticus chapter 6, but he's going way above and beyond. And so he tells us then, and uh, notice uh, in verse 8, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And so he- here's this change that takes place. It's not part of his conversion, it's a result of his conversion. Because he got saved, because the Spirit of God is is now working in him, there there is a change in this person's life. There's a, a, a change that he is now a follower of Jesus. See, repentance and conversion always should produce something tangible. And so we don't get saved by our works. But if you know Christ and there's no changes in your life, you need to step back and really question whether or not you have accepted Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior. Because if you have, then you become a new person. And there's changes, just like in Zacchaeus, in your attitudes, in your affections, and in your actions. And so it's a result of, of this. I, I would say here, when I, when I think about the changes in Zacchaeus, it's this, that grace makes you gracious. Get that? Grace makes you gracious. Here's a sinner. He didn't argue that he was lost. He didn't argue that he was, wasn't a sinner. And, and here was God so gracious to him. And that grace touched him so much that he became a gracious person. In August, Elaine and I uh, celebrated 49 years of marriage. That's a long time for Elaine. And so I, I received uh, emails and texts and, and, and so forth from friends of mine, you know, personal friends around the United States. And, and you know what most of them said in one way or another? How'd Elaine do this? <laughs> and they'd all use EGR. You know what EGR extra grace required. And they didn't say I needed extra grace, but she needed extra grace to deal with me. Here's Zacchaeus. He's so touched by the grace of almighty God, he becomes a gracious person. Should be true of all of us. Well, last, but surely not least, we need to know this, number seven, that he was commissioned, or called by God. And so here in verse 10, as I've mentioned, here's Christ's life mission. Here would be kind of his uh, life verse that he came to seek and to save the lost. And so the Savior brought salvation to the lost. The lost are those who are ruined by sin. Uh, the lost uh, are those who uh, You don't need to be rescued. That's what the, the word really means, saved, to rescue. And so Jesus came to seek those who are lost and ruined and to rescue them and save them. Now here's the commission for you and I. We're to imitate Christ in the task of missions and evangelism. And so here's the last verse to the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus salvation has come to your house today why because you not only need rescuing but I'm now your master my mission should be your mission and my mission is this that I've come to seek and to save the lost and so we're we're to find the lost and tell them the way of salvation We're to care about the spiritual life of our family and our friends and our coworkers and our neighbors and even our acquaintances who are lost, and we need to tell them about Jesus. We need to be in prayer that God would send the lost our way and that we would be ready to share the gospel to them. We need to be in prayer that we would see the lost among us That we know and be able to share the gospel with them. And so, what's the mission? What's the commission? What's what's the calling? Well, here it is the Savior brought salvation to the lost. And we are to find the lost and tell them the way of salvation. And so, in conclusion, a few questions Have you been found? Today, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Jesus is seeking and saving the lost. And if you're lost and you've never put your faith and trust in him, the question is, have you been found? The, the, The question, I think, is this. Has salvation come to your house, to your life? And for all of us, has grace made us gracious? There's a lot there, isn't there? In this supporting cast person of Zacchaeus, that Jesus used this not primetime person, someone who was hated and corrupt, to teach the multitude that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. Let's pray.